Welcome to the Well Church Daily, where we take a few minutes each day to read a psalm, discuss its application to our lives, and then pray over it as a way to anchor ourselves in the reality of God and His Word in a season of uncertainty. My name is Stephen Myers, one of the pastors here at the Well Church in Mustang, Oklahoma, and I'm so glad that you've joined us for this podcast today. Hopefully it's a shot of encouragement to you. I know uh, things are kind of crazy. There's a lot of fear and anxiety going around with the uncertainty of what's going to happen with jobs and with health and with family and all that kind of stuff. And so my hope is, is that this is just a, a quick shot of encouragement, a dose of truth and uh, comfort for you as we make our way through this pandemic. So today we're looking at Psalm 5, and I'm just going to go ahead and read this psalm over us. It reads this way. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Give attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God, for to you do I pray. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. For there is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of their the abundance of their transgressions, cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. Well, there's real real wisdom here for us in Psalm 5. You know, I'm thinking about this current season of life and the obvious disruption to our normal routines. Like even if you're still able to go to work and your life feels somewhat normal, there's still clear changes to the regular rhythms of your day and your week. Uh, and, And really, we would do well to accept that as an invitation from God to slow down, to be still and commune with Him. So with that in mind, Uh, just how to make the most of our disruptions in a way to posture ourselves and align ourselves with the presence of God and to hear from Him and to be with Him. I just want to hone in on the first few verses that I hope will give you comfort, hope it will give you encouragement. I also want to offer a practice, uh, a spiritual discipline to incorporate into your own life. Uh, What David is doing in this psalm is something that's vital to the Christian life, and that's just prayer. We would all agree that that's significant to our faith and to uh, what we believe as Christians. He's praying here. But I want us to notice the way in which he prays. There's a couple of helpful insights, I think, in this psalm, in the first couple of verses, that I think we need to incorporate into our own prayer life. And the first one is this. He postures himself rightly before God. In verse 2, he says, Give attention to the sound of my cry. And then he calls him my king and my God. And I, I point this out because David himself was a king. He was a powerful man. He had authority. But here David humbles himself before the true king, the eternal king, the one to which every other earthly king will answer. Now, applied to us, I know we're not kings, uh, but 
This matters in our praying that we posture ourselves rightly before the Lord in humility. That's the word I think we need to we need to highlight. We need to posture ourselves rightly before the Lord. And the way to do that, the correct posture, is the posture of humility. When we come to God in prayer, we need not come in a manner uh, of arrogance or boasting, but instead a manner in which we know that He is God and we are not. And this actually empowers our prayers. As a matter of fact, like I just said, if we are prideful, feeling like we have everything under control, I mean, we, we feel good about um, our bank account, we, we can handle it, and we've got the answers, whatever else. Uh, if that's our posture before God, our prayers are going to be pretty lifeless and empty or, or most likely non-existent because we're not believing in that frame of mind that we really need God all that much. But when we humble ourselves before the Lord, when we posture ourselves before the true King, we can come expectantly and confidently and honestly because, first of all, we recognize our neediness. We need His help. And then we, we know that he delights in hearing us. Because here's the good news about this king. God has welcomed us into his courts, not merely as his subjects, that he has obligation to make decisions for, to lead, or to care for. He welcomes us into his courts as his children. And so we can come honestly telling him our needs, our desires, our cries, what's bothering us. We can give him our petitions. We can groan when we don't even have the words, and he can decipher what that is in our hearts. The Spirit deciphers that for us. But we can also come expectantly and confidently as the children of God because he delights in us. So the right posture to take, like let me just give you an image. The correct posture to take in prayer is the posture of, of that of a child coming to his or her dad for help. Like in that relationship, they know that they need their dad's help, but they also know that their father loves them wants to help. So we can come honestly and we can come expectantly and confidently. And so we need to posture ourselves rightly before God in humility. Humility leads us into powerful prayer. The second insight or principle is, is that we need to notice that David speaks, but then he listens. In verse three, we, we see this. In, in verse three, he says, O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. And we'll come at the end to the to the how he comes in the morning. We'll talk about that at the very end of this. But but I just want to say first, if we come before the Lord as children coming to their father, then we should speak to him as if we have a relationship with him. And within every single healthy human relationship you have, there is conversation in which you speak and you also listen, right? Think of a marriage, think of parent-child relationships, friendships. In all of those, there's times where there's conversation happening where you will speak, you will say what's on your mind, your heart, what you need. But there's also a moment in which you will listen, you will receive. This is conversation. This is uh, a picture of conversational prayer. David cries out to God. He pleads, he groans. He doesn't hold back, which by the way, I would encourage you, don't hold back, God already knows. But David doesn't stop there. He also watches. And that word means that, that David is waiting for an answer from God. So much of our praying gets stifled because we miss out on this vital truth that God speaks. He speaks through his word, he speaks through his people, he speaks through his still small voice. He speaks to us, he is not muted. One reason we don't hear from God in this way is because we rarely pray and then pause. That's a good rhythm for us in our prayer. We need to pray and pause, pray and pause. Rarely do we say what we need to say to God and then wait. Typically, we say our prayer, we say in Jesus' name, and then we say amen, and then we just kind of move on about the day. But I believe that God wants to commune with you. 
Like, first of all, how amazing is it that God wants to hear from you? He is not too busy for you. He is not unconcerned with what's on your heart, what's on your mind, what's bothering you. He's actually intimately aware of your need and completely in tune with what's happening in your heart. So therefore, we should just come before him again, honestly and humbly. But for us to have a growing relationship with God, we need to create space in our lives to watch, to wait and listen, to be still and alone with God. David says he prepared his sacrifice. The sacrifice is himself. He was giving himself completely to God early in the morning. He gave himself completely to God, his king, and then he watched. And the awesome thing about watching for God is that we will eventually get to see some amazing things. So let me encourage you to incorporate the practice of silence and solitude into your life. Add it to your prayer, your time of prayer. If you have the margin, uh, like David, he says he woke, woke up early in the morning. Try to wake up earlier in the morning. Turn off all your devices. Remove the noise from around you. Get in a quiet place where you can be alone. Open up your Bible. Talk to God. And then spend some time quietly waiting on the Lord and watching. Silence and solitude is not just about getting away from the chaos, although it is. But it's about putting yourself in position to hear God and to experience His presence. So... This week, posture yourself before the King with childlike faith and humility and bring your requests to Him. And then, watch what God will do. Let's pray. God, we do ask that you would give ear to our words, O oh Lord. Consider our groanings. There's so much happening in the world around us that we don't have an answer for. We're scared. We're confused. We're anxious. We're, oftentimes we feel hopeless. There seems to be no end in sight. So Lord, we just pray that you would hear our words and you would consider the groanings. And I pray that you give us the audacity to believe that you care about those things. We pray that you'd give attention to the sound of our cries. But Lord, I also pray that you would teach us to posture ourselves before you rightly, that we would know that you are King and you are God, not us. We pray to you uh, not because it's just a good Christian thing to do. We pray to you because we have deep need that you are a great God for our need. And Lord, I just want to confess right now that there is no need that is too great for your, for your care. You are able. You are good. You are present. And so Lord, teach us to wake up in the morning to prepare a sacrifice ourselves, to give ourselves to you completely because you hear us. And Lord, Teach us to watch. And as we learn to watch, would you move in amazing, powerful ways that you might stir your people to continue to pray, to continue to watch, and to be amazed. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.